And speaking of, of maintaining the same mechanics, let's talk about the true final boss real quick. <laughs> um, I would like yeah. to, uh, I would like to make a statement. Uh, I beat this game on normal. I did not play this game on hard. I have not cleared the true final boss. So, fellas, okay. gentlemen, take the floor. Well, first of all, I want to say recently this year, I played Castlevania 64 for the first time. And I was actually. <laughs> I was actually enjoying it. The game's not that bad, uh, but I got to the infamous oh, level oh, from thanks. the AVGN review, the the castle center where you got to combine the Mandragora with the Nitro, and I have no idea how he got stuck because that was easy. And I really wish he had gone farther because he could have told the audience that unless you're playing on hard, you're not allowed to see the final boss. You you beat the boss in the castle center, and then the game says, "Fuck off and play hard mode, idiot." It's just like, well, gee, thanks. I really <laughs> wish I'd known that earlier. Um, I feel so, like this is some Mega Man X8 Lumine shit. Like, what is this? The comments will not like that. Because mm. JebTube. The thing is, X8 punish you for playing on easy mode. Oh. So that's really a real problem. Mm. Yeah. But I really think this kind of design where it's just like, Fuck you, you didn't pick the right difficulty 27 hours ago, therefore you don't get to fight the final boss, is stupid. And before anybody says it in the comments, and I'm going to tell you this too, Ryan, you can switch the difficulty at any time, which oh, I know. kind of defeats the purpose. So you can play the entire game on normal, reach the final boss, switch to hard, and fight the true final boss anyway, which is kind of defeats the point of it. I don't know why the fuck they even did that. Like, I'm grateful I don't have to replay the entire game to play a space shooter. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of like, why did you make it exclusive? If people can just switch anyway. It's pointless. I don't even know what the difference is between hard and normal. I, I feel like it's probably just like enemy related shit. But uh, once I got past Vajank, the game <sighs> felt pretty easy on hard, too. So that's kind of weird. This final boss... <laughs> Is like, I was dumbfounded when I beat it, and I was like, okay, I'm ready for phase two. <laughs> and the game just ends. And it's like, oh, so like that cool supersonic shit was building to Ikaruga. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I lovingly, well, not so lovingly, I guess, I in jest call it the Bentley hacking minigame. Because you know, um, it is a hacking minigame in the game. And it looks just fucking like it. When I first entered like the Tails hacking section, I was like, this, this reminds me a lot of the Bentley hacking minigame. This feels a lot like that. And then um they just you do that a few times in the main game, and I'm like, oh, that's a cute little hacking minigame, whatever. And so when you enter the final boss and I see that, I'm like, that's a bit odd. Um <laughs> It's a bit weird, but you know what? This almost would be kind of cool if this is the first phase. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that there's nothing after that had me... I was like, you're really just going to leave it there on Supreme? Like, yeah. that was the last thing you do with Supersonic outside of a cutscene? It seems a bit, to be fair. That's just lame as fuck. I'm gonna say it how it is. That's like what the fuck is that? 
I'm going in. <laughs> what happens? At the, why did this game like ha- drop off a cliff halfway through its run? Like what happened to it? Yeah. Why did this happen? I'm going to say. I, I, I just can't. I don't get it. I would rather have Ikaruga than nothing at all, which is what you get on normal. You like. Yeah. In normal mode, you go out into space. And it immediately cuts to the cutscene where it shoots the laser at you and you have to like press the Y at the correct timing. And then the game just ends. And it's just like, oh, I thought there was going to be another boss here. But then there isn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that sounds even worse. Like I played on hard, so I got Ikaruga. So like I had to go back and look at the normal mode and I'm like, wow, there's it's even worse on the normal ending. My favorite part <laughs> about the normal ending is that they fly out to space and Sonic gives the motivational speech and the camera zooms above him and Sage and then it just cuts to the, <laughs> to the laser thing like as if you're about to start a boss fight and then it just happens like I cannot imagine what it must have been like if I would have played this game and I didn't know that you were supposed to play it hard to get this boss fight because <laughs> I don't know I mean my jaw dropped even with the boss fight so the the fact that it could just not be there is hilarious to me. Uh, when Sonic beats Supreme, he's like, "That that's it," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's it." That boss, that boss alone, felt really lame. Uh, and apparently, there it seems pretty clear that that is the playtest boss fight that they talked about in the leaks. So the final boss of the game is like, is Wait, has really? like, n- yeah. Because, like, they said that you open up fog around trees to fight this guy that you, like, circle around, y- you know, and he's, like, flying and shit. And even this Supreme, he has he sprouts wings at one point, and then the wings just go away in the next. So it feels, like, really unfinished. It feels like this boss was clearly made first. And just, like, how the environment feels like it was, because it was. It was part of Kronos Island. So it feels like super rushed and just anticlimactic, especially because you you literally just get there and you're like, yeah, okay, you're fighting Supreme now, (laughs) you know, and then it's like, oh, but one more thing, one more thing. We're going (laughs) to fly up to space and do our supersonic fight. Oh, cool. What's it going to be? A rock. (laughs) You fight a a rock, a literal floating sphere. And I saw it as a moon personally but yes it's a moon but a moon is a moon is a rock <laughs> it is it well by that definition and, the earth is a rock is it not the earth is i mean if it, if i were fighting a rotating rocks. earth model i would feel the same way truly but you fight it and it's the hacking mini game but you just had to do to get into the little pyramid right before it <laughs> like this is not some like callback either so it feels like suddenly you you go do this hacking mini game before and it's like pretty pretty simple. This is the second time you did it. And then now you're in complete bullet hell mode and you're just fighting the moon and the moon's talking to you and saying all this cryptic shit and I'm like what is going on? And then and then I died at the end of it and if you die at the end of it you have to do the whole thing over again and and it takes really long. You have to fight supreme? No. No. Oh, okay. No, thank thank god, no. But it still takes, you know, is it's like climactic because they take it, make it take forever. But I thought, okay, well, my jaw's hitting the floor right now. This is the craziest shit I've ever seen. But of course, 
it's the moon's gonna like open up and reveal some caco demon shit and i'm gonna <laughs> fight it as supersonic and i might even go like i might even i thought i really did think there was going to be a new form and that's what the supersonic like oh these are like final bosses the regular ones but wait till you see this and then he just shoots through the moon and then the game ends <laughs> my favorite is when you failed the button prompts he just like he goes whoa 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 whoa, whoa and just like slams into the moon <laughs> I, I don't know even why know that i found that very amusing I'm, con- I'm conditioned by double boost to think that nothing will happen if you fail <laughs> thanks donkey <laughs> uh. i i think that was i mean i honestly don't like the boss fight itself you know but everything about the whole ending portion i think this is easily my least favorite in terms of gameplay, we'll say we'll stay there for now. But in terms of <laughs> gameplay, this is I hate the final boss. I actually would rather have the egg nega wisp. Oh I really would. I would rather have that again. Oh a, no. For a fourth time. It's horrid. <laughs> you horrid little hedgehog. Speaking of egg <laughs> nega wisp. I even thought it was going to, I actually did think like, okay, the game's clearly running out of steam. So maybe the moon's going to open up and I'll fight the Agnego Wisp, right? <laughs> I would have I would have even had that. I would have even taken that and it didn't even happen. I expected nothing and I was still disappointed. <laughs> my disappointment is immeasurable so and my day is ruined. I felt like I was playing a little big planet two level. The, the the moon was firing lasers, but the lasers weren't firing out of anything. It was just a particle effect coming out of nowhere. Oh. Oh. Here's what I'm gonna say. Dark Gaia was so fucking bad that nothing nothing in this game ever fell to those low valleys. Like Dark no, are you Gaia, talking about I the think, supersonic Dark Gaia, or are you talking about, like, the Gaia Colossus Dark Gaia? The entire thing. I hate Dark Gaia oh. so much. Um, and the Titan bosses kind of reminded me of him, partially because of the supersonic and flying around and stuff. Those also The final boss in this game was not very good, uh, but if the alternative is something like Dark Gaia, uh, I'll fucking take Igaruga. I'll take Supreme. I don't know how the alternative is Dark Gaia. Like, if the only alternative to Ikaruga yeah, is Dark Gaia. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I get what you're trying to say, that you prefer this over Dark Gaia. but That's like, pretty much what yeah, I'm saying. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think I would. I've seen how bad I would bad rather take get. Dark Gaia. <laughs> I'd so. rather take the Time Eater. No. This is worse than an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> this is this well, is there, fucking worse than really an being serious, There might as well not even be a final boss. Wait, hang on, yeah. Jeb. So what you're saying is that out of out of all of the final so- like all the final bosses in Sonic games, are you saying that this is the worst one? I th- this is the worst one. <laughs> this is the worst, <laughs> worst one we've, we've ever done. done. <laughs> we had to, we had to fit it in there somehow. I do. Wow. I that's yes. what you and I said the other day. <laughs> Exo, we're not supposed to be talking about that right now. Gosh, be a gentleman. You're making me blush. Goodness. I do want to mention something. There's a fucking pinball section in this game that goes yes! on for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That made me so happy. Like Sonic walks into a ruin. He's like, Ooh, it's a fucking pinball machine. 
but did it need to go well, on for 30 minutes? happy, per se, but... That did make me laugh. I thought it... I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I only beat the game once, and the pinball gave me no issues whatsoever. I think you're a very lucky individual, Maybe. is what I'm going to say. Maybe! Uh, that pinball felt like... I mean, pinball is always pretty bullshit, but that pinball table felt cursed. I, I also like, just really like pinball. I think it's fun. I also enjoy pinball, but that pinball table, the way that it's designed, really started pissing me off. If you get in those back pockets, yep, you're just it, like you can't shake the you can't shake the pinball table. They're, like there's just no out. You're done, and you have three lives. And what do you have to do when you lose three lives? <laughs> Play from the beginning, and it takes forever to rack up the points if you're not lucky enough. Shit like that and the final boss taking forever just makes me feel like it's padding. Like, and I actually did not die on that pinball, but I went on Twitter and I found out that like it was the bane of everyone's existence. And I was like, holy shit, did I just get really lucky? Apparently, <laughs> but I knew I actually lost one life on it. And the reason why I lost one life is because I just happened to go into the, the pockets and I'm, and I'm like, can I tilt the board? No. I could do that in, like, essay one. You know, I thought this was going to be like that. And Unless we forget yeah. the pinball tables in essay one were an alternative to a level you could play instead. True. Yes. So, you were not forced to play them for 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> you crank the score cap down to, like, a quarter of what it is. You know, and then it would probably be okay. Or even a half. And then let people come back and replay it and rack up a high score if they really want to. Yeah, because you can't go back and play it, can you? I don't think so. Man. And while we're on like, this that's, topic, that's the there's also like a mirror light puzzle you have to play on Kronos Island. I fucking despise that puzzle. I had to well, look up the solution. I remember hate that it, King was watching me play this game and I, he's like, prepare yourself for this. And I'm like, what, how bad could it possibly be? 25 minutes later, I'm like, well, we finally won. <laughs> but then like every other puzzle in the game is like non-existent. Like then on the second island, the puzzle you have to solve <laughs> is like literally something you would hand to like a baby. Like I'm put the blue ball in the blue <laughs> hole. <laughs> It's true. It's fucking true. It's a crane game. Yeah. And I I this I thought the light puzzle was kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. I mean like just as a puzzle, not so much like like oh wow, lore. It's just like, oh, I, I like brain teasers like that. I do Sudoku. I don't know. Well, my brain was teased. You were the first playtester to like dimensional gears. Yeah. So Target audience. Central Gears that. was fun. I, if you guys haven't played it, you should. I, I endorse it. I like my puzzles. Indubitably. Uh, yes. This is not. <laughs> hopefully, that won't be a conflict of interest to me and me mentioning it, but whatever. I think it is time we just. We pretty much talked about everything at this point. And since we talked about the secret final boss, we might as well continue with spoilery stuff and talk about the story in this game. Yo, when Sage pulled out a gun and then shot Sonic in the balls, that was so cool, right, guys? Man, I was I was not expecting that. Whoa. I clap. You're going to need to uh, <laughs> take a, open my water here. How dare you? Going to need to water stay hydrated. Water are you drinking? I need to drink some more Kool-Aid before I talk about the story in Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> yes. 
What kind That's of right. grown man drinks Kool-Aid? Yeah, Wasn't seriously. That like- <laughs> There's nothing wrong with drinking Kool-Aid XO. Context behind that, everyone who's watching, <laughs> is that I was on a stream. Ryan made me... No, somebody made me laugh. And I was drinking grape Kool-Aid. And while I was laughing, I spewed Kool-Aid all over my screen. And I said as such, and XO says... What kind of grown man drinks Kool-Aid? <laughs> Why don't you make me sound like Big the Cat in this game? I don't know. I can't I, I can't do a deep voice. I... <laughs> do you want to frame Meister? I'll let you try it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know, he's just like, what kind of grown man drinks Kool-Aid? And I, I was like, I I drink that in chocolate milk. Oh my There's god. There's no shame, you Jeff. Can, it's what okay. are you, 12? Is that a oh, problem, Exo? What's wrong with chocolate milk? You got me hot chocolate. Is this really a surprise? I don't. Hot chocolate's a little yeah. bit different. Hot chocolate Jeff, has a little more dignity. Hot. Is it different? It's it's basically it's just chocolate milk, but it's <laughs> hot. All right, we need. It's okay, we need Jeff. to be done with it's okay. this conversation. You're, okay, you're a man. Yeah. You're a big man. You're a big strong man, this, and we love you. I'm really not. I'm actually the shortest of the. You're the listen. Version. No, you're not. You're taller than I am, aren't you? Am I? Pull out the photo. Oh, let's find out. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. all, all of these so, guys were surprised at how short I was. I'm short, apparently. I'm surprised at how short everybody is. To be listen, <laughs> listen. You're you're a fucking titan. You're tall. <laughs> I was about to say that. Well, I beat you to the punch. I'm still surprised. That would be the joke, Ryan. Yes. At how tall Jay was, to be honest. La historia um, de Sonic Frontiers. Uh, Let's talk oh, about hey, it. I mean, I'm just going to say, I literally tell everybody, yeah, no, 6'2", and everyone's like, oh, yeah, big liar. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So, so, who wants to start with this story? Oh, wait, this, this game has a story? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's start with the voice acting, because I think all of you oh. have criticized the voice direction of the game starting with Sonic Colors, and especially where it ended up by forces where you have Eggman getting really angry about infinite mentioning a prototype phantom <laughs> movie for absolutely no reason. And, and, and Sonic saying your concern is touching knuckles. I mean, lest we forget shadow, it's you. <laughs> Which I, knuckles, to, I, I would like knuckles, to just make a uh, state. I've come to make an announcement. Like that's not a jab on Roger as a, like, he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. And I'm yes. sure he's a great guy too. I it's agree. the direction. That's, I that's agree. what it is. It's, I recently played resident evils five and six, and he is a fantastic Chris Redfield. He's way better he's than the guys Batman that got too. for seven and eight. Yeah. Like the man yeah, can act. No, I think I, Roger's great. I got nothing but respect for the guy. Whoever directed him fucking sucked though. In the previous I games. Well, I don't I don't I think don't it's terrible here, think. but Yeah. I yeah. think <laughs> that I, I feel like the I feel like the direction of these games has almost gotten worse with time. It's like you listen to free riders and colors and you're like, this really is not as bad as like forces in Team Sonic Racing. It's just like it's almost like devolved. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually think that this voice acting is some of the worst. Like, I I actually think the voice direction itself is worse. I myself. think. Are you kidding? I think Forces still has worse line reads I'm, than Frontiers. I'm not kidding. Still. Well, yeah, maybe Forces. 
Okay. So <clears throat> in Forces, there's like a, a part at the end where Avatar is talking to Knuckles and Knuckles is like, you're leaving? But there are people who need your help when the line is supposed to be read, you're leaving? There are people who need your help. Okay, I'm not going to stop you, you know, but Knuckles makes it sound really intense and weird. There's like sh stuff like that, but I feel like that is like all the time in this game because no one, everyone's talking like unnaturally in a way. Like no one actually sounds like they even feel the emotion that's present in the cutscene. I truly believe that. Like I, I actually thought that the new Knuckles voice sounded okay. To be honest, I will be honest and say that I prefer whoever this gentleman was who voiced Knuckles. I, I prefer him to Travis Williams. It was that, I think that was Mitchell? Dave Wittenberg, who was the original voice of Teddy in Persona Four. <laughs> Good to know. They recast it. What? They recast him to Sam Regal in the in Golden. I think Persona Four Golden. Um, and Sam Regal, yeah, they did. ironically, was Zor in Lost World, the emo yeah. Zen. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's everything's connected. Uh, the old Knuckles was Travis Willingham, aka Colonel Roy Mustang. I love Travis also, Willingham. Yeah, he's fun. Oh, he's Ace. Also, a lot he's of. He's Ace in One Piece. Travis Willingham. Hell yeah. I know King K would appreciate yeah, that because he's a One Piece stan. I don't know. I thought the voice acting in this game was really not good like i they are trying to go for a more serious tone and to do that they have everybody talk a bit more like this at all times and it's it's <laughs> I, like if i were to talk hmm. to you about a serious subject matter in the real world that is most certainly not how I would talk to you. Well, see, that's and in fact that, I wouldn't change thing. my voice know, at all. I wouldn't have to when, change my entire voice to be able to. When I'm feeling serious, no, yeah, it's going to turn out like this. <laughs> it's a really important subject. Yeah. I mean, here's the yeah, thing, though: is that like I feel like I mean, when we first heard how deep Roger goes as Sonic, we were all put off by it. But then, like after the first island, he kind of drops it. Yeah, he gets like a bit yeah. more regular later as the game goes on. And I think he sounds better when he's like when you like when he's talking with Knuckles and Tails, I think he sounds a lot better. Mhm. Mm you know? Like that's why I can't say like I think the voice acting is is diabolical or anything cuz I think like mm -hmm. some of the interactions are like playful enough to where it's like, "Oh no, I I this this is Sonic. <sighs> this he sounds like Sonic, kind of. Yeah, exactly. He sounds like Sonic, kind of. Yeah, I think. But like, it's not like it's nothing as bad as like Sonic Forces or even Lost World to an extent, or Generations. I don't. Where I, it felt I don't like know. it felt like it was more like in those games they were more exaggerated, and this was just more like played straight. And I would rather it be played straight. I don't really feel like it was played straight, though, because he still has to do the Roger Sonic voice. Yeah. But, like, I mean, everyone has to do a voice for their character. Well, yeah. But, like, but like there's never a moment where he has to be like, whoa. Well, yeah. Do you enjoy long romantic Ooh. rocks on the beach? What's the secret of your power? <laughs> it's not literally, like shadow it's you yeah but like he'll still say things and i 
I laugh. You know, I don't know. I don't really like Roger. Might even give you some kind of a boom. That was that was like the only time. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, it's only because the word boost has been ruined for me. Like there's one there's any overworld line. I I hate it. I it's like nails on a chalkboard. He'll just be like. Uh, I bet I bet Omega would like this. <laughs> it sounds like the never yeah the Pizza Hut commercial. It sounds like Sonic <laughs> does the Pizza Hut commercial in this game, even during no. his more like playful moments. I do I do think that, and it's like I, Jeb. I love you as a person. I have no idea oh, what you. you're on about right now. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. It feels like Roger Sonic, but they told him to take it a bit more seriously and he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's like doing an impression while doing an impression this is how i felt about knuckles in forces as well (sighs) where knuckles has been doing this funny voice for knuckle for travis williams has been doing this funny voice for knuckles and in forces they tell him this is a serious game and he's like okay, this is the serious game <laughs> in every line he's, he's talking, and I feel There's nothing good about this Roger. situation, Charmy. That's why it's called war. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. I mean, it also doesn't help that I, just, I don't even think it's direction. I just don't think that Roger's voice works for Sonic. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say that this is, like, poisonally speaking, yeah. In terms of mainline Sonics, I think this is one of his better ones. I think especially like as the game goes on, he gets better at it. I think this is one of the better ones. I, I still think Boom was like his best. Like that was his his fit. Um, mm-hmm. Again, love Roger. Great guy. I don't think he fits a Sonic. I don't like how deep and how like uh, adult he sounds it doesn't fit right especially when we have like we have that sonic prime cartoon which got a trailer today you know that has a very distinct sound that sounds like sonic you know we got the sonic movie which again he makes him sound like more young and and more youthful and then we have game sonic where it's like whoa hey what am i doing here it doesn't yeah it's inconsistent you know it's like you you kind of want that Jeb, you brought this up in one of your videos where it's like Mickey Mouse sounds like Mickey Mouse. Like, even if the actor passes away, they get someone who sounds like that character, you know? Yeah, Sonic always sounds like youthful and stuff. Yeah. And Roger just doesn't have that. And in this game, they decide to make that even less so. And that's like why I I think it is. Okay, here's my perfect example. All right. The final boss. Sonic is supposed to be giving this very motivational speech to... I, I guess, like, the souls of the Titans. He's talking to multiple people, even though it's, like, a symbolic thing, I guess. Or actually, I feel like that's, like, an unfinished part anyway, because it says, like, work with the Guardians, plural, to defeat the boss. So I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm playing a, a Galaga <laughs> over here. But Sonic is supposed to Batman give this... Batman is playing Galaga. <laughs> very, <laughs> like... Are you going to let them take your home again? It and did he, not sound like that, it, though. It does? I don't think it sounds no, like I think, actually, no, that line in particular, I think, is one of 
the worst lines in the game for some reason. Are you it going to let them really do it odd. again? They took your home. The way that he delivers that, like personally, I am also of the belief that I just don't like Roger Sonic in general. I, it's not really about direction for me at this point. I just don't really think he fits personally. But that line in particular felt like odd even for the standards of this game it was like really weirdly delivered <laughs> kind of threw me out of it for a second it feels like a dude is voicing sonic in this game that is my opinion like earlier in the game it feels like really forced deep like tails amy hello <laughs> but like later it gets it does get more natural but it then it just sounds like a guy like and it doesn't even sound like he's part of what's going on either you know and there's actually some lines that were cut where he was struggling with the cyber corruption where it, were it sounds, they cut i think they're cut. because i heard I, I saw somebody on twitter post that like they got one of those you can get them if you stand there for a long even time on the fourth island the ones about his memories yeah Really? Yeah, it is technically possible to trigger, but it is so unrealistic that I'm like, it may as well not exist. And like, I heard those and I'm like, oh, I, I can, you know, I feel like I, this works and stuff. But a lot of the time in this game, if something serious is happening, I still just don't buy it with the voice that I'm hearing. You know, it just, I don't know. It's also kind of like, weird but he doesn't talk when he's supersonic in these bosses yeah. but then it also wouldn't work in my opinion anyway so it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't i'm just at the point where i switch these games to japanese i'll i'll run through and hear the english see if i like it but then you know i played this game first on japanese and i do not regret it at all and that's only me so. giving my thoughts on like roger but it kind of applies to most of the recurring characters where i feel like they try to give a more credible performance and it it really does not work see i will be the odd man out and say that i very much prefer the more and i don't think mike pollock did the best job with some of these reads some of them were pretty weird i think this is the best vocal performance mike pollock has at as eggman or maybe not maybe mm. not the best but the most uh, tolerable anyways that he's had in years, you know, because he's not screaming about hooba dooba wooba toasters or whatever. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's a defective you know, model. It's not that like he still has like a little bit of that gruff. I kind of got Sonic 06 vibes, and I mean that in a good way, where it's like he's very like it. not stoic, but like how do you, like Wouldn't in door control of his easier? own person, if that makes any sense. I I felt like Mike Pollock, Eggman, I should say. Eggman in this game sounded to me like Twitter takeovers. No. Like, yes. No, what the well, fuck? Well, like, he's being serious, but it's, like, in a very lax fashion. Like, he's not... Uh, he's not this sophisticated... Okay, in 06 and Shadow, Mike Pollock sounds like a sophisticated scientist with a temper right i i think so in this game he just sounds bored he sound like he's 
it doesn't even sound like he's meant to be the bad guy, which I guess he's, you know, he's not a villain in this game. He doesn't really do much of anything in this game that's bad other than coming here. But it just, I don't buy any line that he's even saying. Like, you'll hear the, the egg memos, and these just, it doesn't even sound like an Eggman voice. It kind of just sounds like... Like Mike uh, Pollock like Mike is Pollock's just talking into a saying, microphone. Yeah, which is kind of how I felt about the character. Like, after Boom, he just becomes a, a, a lot more of a, a lot less rigid of a, of a, of a voice for the character, which could be good. But then it takes away that, like, that, like, credibility. So you said, okay, I, I swear I don't mean to come off as a YouTube commenter. Yes. But you said that he, <laughs> he sounded bored. I, in I do. fairness, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt, say maybe that was part of the point, because this guy was stuck in cyberspace with literally nothing to do. <laughs> that, hence all the audio logs. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I believe this to be 100% true. Someone might say it, so I figured I might say it. Jeb, if you wish to retort, by all means, yeah, well, go. I will, because if he's talking to Sage, it's... I don't know how to exactly word what I mean, but he just sounds so, like, passive and not like... Eggman, even Mike Pollock Eggman in other games will sound like, you know, he's he's still kind of, like, a, in control and still, like, sort of, you know... It doesn't feel like this is tapping into his human side more so much as it is. He's just kind of lounging around. He's Eggman. He's, you know, he's talking to Sage and he's like, uh, I don't care what you have to say, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know how exactly to, to place it. It's, there's a part at the end of the game mm -hmm. where he says to Sage, go fulfill your function. And it doesn't I even, noticed that. Yeah. He's like go and fulfill your function. Like it doesn't. It doesn't sound like there's like any feeling at all. And it's like it's not even in a, in a somber sense. It just seem these seems like line reads in the purest form. I don't know how to exactly say it. I just know that if I compare this to like I don't know. I always just think of that about Doc Ock and Spider Man. You know, and I, I thought that was a very human scientist but also clearly you could tell when he's like in control and you can tell when he's vulnerable and you can and all that shit and Eggman is just just to clarify you were talking about the game like the 2018 game the, right the game yeah, yeah yeah okay okay and in this you feel like it's supposed to be that and it just doesn't work because it 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 just feels like Mike Pollock talking for a bit so Jeb I while I do disagree with you in general on your opinion on on the voice acting in this game i will agree uh i did notice everything you're mentioning about mike pollock or rather mm -hmm. his performance as eggman in this particular game and part of it part of it is also the characterization which i can talk about later and how i'm sure there's not really a lot he can do if i feel he's portrayed differently than normal right it's still, okay. it's just kind of how it feels. So, here's the thing. We've had, we'll call it the Pontac and Graph era, which started with Sonic mm. Colors and Sonic Free Riders in 2010, and that went on for 10 years, and I think it was well-received by 
the Sonic fans in power at the time, those being people who grew up with the classic series and, you know, pretty much took it on faith that the classic series was the best the series ever would be. And the series needed to be more like that in order for it to be good. And people who hated the Dark Age storytelling and the four kids actors. So that's what the people in power at Sega thought the fans wanted. So they went all in on kitty humor stuff. And I think Jay is right. It started out because like I replayed Colors last night and I was surprised to find like compared to Lost World and Forces that it was it had jokes that went on too long, like Ratchet and Clank movie jokes type things. Uh, like I just yeah. think of that scene where he's where Dr. Nefarious is talking to Quark in the space station. Um, but, you know, but it's like in Colors, Roger was a little bit more down to earth in that he didn't go too deep he sounded more he doesn't sound nearly as nasally as he does in the pizza hut commercial you know it was it was fine then over time it just became an exaggeration of itself and i haven't been hearing people complain about the writing and exaggerated irreverent performances in those games for 10 years and then we finally get a game that tries to do something more down to earth and you guys don't like that either so it's kind (laughs) of like I don't get what you guys want. Like, this is what I thought you would have wanted. Like, they're taking the situation seriously. They're not joking the whole time. Roger's not going totally nasally. Like, it's not the best voice acting I've ever heard in my life. It doesn't compare to, like, anything Naughty Dog or Santa Monica has made. But it's perfectly competent. Give something like the voice acting in Sonic Unleashed and Sonic and the Black Knight. I don't feel like Roger is necessarily more subdued either. I feel like it is him doing his sonic voice and then putting it through a serious filter. And it it's not quite the same as... Because like in Black Knight, Jason can say a hammy, funny line, but he can also very quickly tone it down and it doesn't feel like super unnatural and weird in that very same game. Well, here's where I differ from you on that point. Jason is easily my least favorite voice actor to ever play the character. Oh, hell. (laughs) I've never liked him Even at his peak. Even at his peak. Like, he is fine and uh, unleashed. That's That and Black Knight are the only games where I can tolerate him. Like, to me, he sounds like every voice performance he gives, and I'm, I'm sure he's a lovely man, uh, but even in like TMNT where he's playing Miyamoto Usagi, it just sounds like he's voice acting for Barney where every line <laughs> is over enunciated and overemphasized. And that's he just cannot navigate that. Yes. Yeah, that's a well, four, I feel it, that that's about- also why like after like after Sonic stopped being like a four kids thing, like especially after Sonic 06, like even like to some extent, like there is a little bit of that in Secret Rings. But, like, even yeah. in Secret Rings, you start to hear that, like, he is getting better, and then, like, he just gets better from that point. He gets better over time. by Black like, Knight, he was out of that. I don't know. Yeah, no. I did. I mean, like, I thought he was f- serviceable in Black Knight and Unleashed. He did the best he could. But I will gladly take Roger's serious take from this game over anything Jason's ever done. I mean, I would rather and, have this than anything from, like... Like, I I prefer what he does here than I, than what he did in Sonic Colors. Yes, hand to God, I do. But I and don't. I, I really again. I think it's it's the sound of his voice that just does not mesh well with the character. It's too deep. And 
the, to be fair, I would be perfectly fine if they recast Sonic for the next game. Why not give that a try? Like, I, I thought that there, this story was not perfect. The acting was not perfect. There are a lot of things that could be improved, but as a step away from the Pontac and Graph era stuff, I thought it was a nice step in the right direction. And, you know, for what it's worth, I do think, uh, bear in mind, like, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, yeah, there's like, with the writing, the way how Ian Flynn writes, you know, some of the references can be a bit heavy handed, but I think it's a net good just in terms of like sure. how the characters speak and the dialogue and everything. <laughs> well, if we're, if we're getting away from voice acting and into the story, then, but King, do you have anything to add on voice acting? Cause I, I basically feel the same about Cindy Robinson, by the way, as I do about Roger. I I never liked the voice for the character, and I think this is the worst because it sounds like a woman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just jab out of well, context. No, no, I did not mean that. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I swear to God, Roger sounds like a man. I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think we got what you meant. Um, I think someone would have to willfully misinterpret that to take that out of context. To I think you were saying something else i dare you um i don't know i mean i guess to answer you exo what do i want well i never liked roger to begin with so what i i was never gonna really be happy with what he gave here because i just don't i think it is true that you can be miscast in my opinion and i just believe that he is miscast so I mean, I'm glad that it worked for the people who like him, but I just don't mm -hmm. like him. So it's like with you and Jason. So, and I feel bad because, like, I Roger kind of makes it a point to show that, like, he does care about the role. You know, yeah, it's not a paycheck for him. You know, so I feel Roger also like goes out of his way to get involved and and comment on yeah Sonic things, even ones that don't really involve him. Like you know? he is a great guy. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So, it, like, I genuinely feel bad that I'm like, I don't want him as Sonic in yeah, another game. Yeah, it's definitely nothing personal. Yeah. I love him in a lot of roles. You know? Maybe he could do another character in Sonic. I don't know who, but, like, I just don't think as the main character, it, it fits. He gave his best. He really did, but I don't think it worked here. I really wish he could play Shadow or Knuckles. I think he would be much better for those personally. Sure. But I, w I am not against hearing it. You know, <clears throat> what might be interesting is Max Middleman is a Studiopolis actor. You might make a decent Sonic. Yeah. yeah a lot of people were saying that. Um, and there are actually clips going around. They take uh, Ryuji clips yeah, yeah. and use that for Sonic. <laughs> he, uh, they sounded pretty decent. He also. I figured out was Red 13 and 7 Remake. And I think that Red 13's voice would be perfect for Shadow. So I think he would work <laughs> as Shadow as well. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, hey, it worked for fun. Jason. So, yeah. I actually will say that um, even though personally Jason is my favorite Sonic, it's just whatever. You know, I like, I don't care to explain it. It just is what it is. But I actually prefer his Shadow performance to his, um, if I could only have him on one. I would have him on Shadow because I think I his voice just fits him better. Yeah, but agree. He was a if good you actually Shadow. hear him in Sonic and Tails R, 
Yeah. But he's not for kids directed. I think he actually sounds at his peak there. He sounds super good as Shadow still, and I I miss him. I heard a clip <laughs> of him, and yeah, he sounded really good. Yeah. He still I got feel it. like Kirk Thornton got pretty fucked on Shadow, honestly. Because Kirk what? Thornton is a fantastic voice actor. Uh, like, he's in uh, Samurai Champloo as Gene, and he's great. But he was... He, in my opinion, was miscast as Shadow. Like, he's maybe had, like, one line yeah, delivery certainly. I've liked. Like, get Keith Silverstein to voice Shadow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I feel like that's, like, if there could ever be unity, I feel like most people would, would agree that Kirk Thornton's miscast as Shadow. But, I, I haven't <sighs> met anybody who actually doesn't believe that, to be honest. <laughs> and I feel like, well, they already gave... Orbot to Kirk Thornton, which is like just fine. Yeah. yeah. Orbot appears more. That's true. I'll <laughs> mention it. I but guess you know what's mm. in- Well, did they start with free riders before colors? That's the question, because Orbot's not mm, in that. Yeah. 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 Facts. Jay was talking about Orbot and Cubot, but you know where they don't make an appearance? In Sonic Frontiers. This game. Yeah. No, instead the doctor merely wonders kind of where did weird, I go though, wrong like, with those guys? Good question. Why aren't they there? Is my question. What are they doing? I'm honestly kind of relieved because I don't like Orbot or Cubot. I honestly don't care one way or the other. I just want to know where they are. I don't like... <laughs> it's just kind of bizarre that they're not here after seeing it them. Probably so well. just they had nothing to do apartment. in Forces. So I, I yeah. prefer that... Like I really liked them in Colors. Like That to me is like the comedy in that game that consistently works. I love Cubot. He's hilarious. Uh, but it's like they had nothing for them to do My. in the later <laughs> games, and they kept bringing them back. They, all they could do was recycle yeah. the same voice chip joke, which was fine I mean, as a running gag in colors, but it's like, well, we already did that, but we got to bring it back because that's what people remember. So I, actually I, I appreciate think that they that kept the cast small and didn't try to overstuff with characters who have nothing to do because that was a problem with forces. Where we have all these characters, but they have nothing to do. Except appear in voice bubbles for a couple seconds. I think that Orbot and Cubot would have made more sense here than a lot of other scenarios because I, I, you know, them interacting with Sage would actually mean something more for them than just doing around, you know, just joking around, you know. We could have, which they talk about it, <sighs> Chad, but we could have had what? a scene where Cubot mourned Sage's death. Oh, oh man, I'm really oh, sad, boy. you guys. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> well, also, something I thought about while while watching the cut, I guess we're going into the story a bit more, but like Sage mentions like, oh, Orbot and Cubot, those are like my brothers. And Orbot and Cubot refer to Metal Sonic as Big Bro in, in Rise of the Wisps, which I thought like, oh, there's this cute little Eggman robot family I, I would sure like to see that with with sage and and we i mean we might well you know Maybe. i guess that's something that they can elaborate on in like another game where it's like yeah because i'm not gonna lie like i with with sage now being a thing i kind of want to have i want to have a game with eggman where he has orbot cubot sage and metal sonic and i would love to see that yeah. dynamic See, I would agree with that. I hope that Sage returns recurring with as an Eggman AI yeah. kind of thing. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, like, you know, Jeb, you were saying that, like, it makes sense for 
them to be here. But I also think that it's better for them to not be here, you know, give them a break. So then in that way, when they do come back, it's like it actually might mean something, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes it's good to take a break. Sometimes it's good to put characters on a shelf and then bring them back whenever it's necessary. So I also yeah. would believe that if I bought Sage and Eggman's relationship, their, their bond in this game, if I felt like they utilized that time really well. And they just did not. So I, I definitely so I would have liked to have more cutscenes as opposed to like having the audio logs. But I guess given what we have, I like what they're trying to do. And I think they do an That's, okay job. I think that honestly is how I would sum up my opinion on the whole story of the game. What was there? There was something you said earlier. It was like, I have a big wiener. No, 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 not that. <laughs> that was but me. You also said that last night. Oh, so it, uh, it was like there you go. <laughs> the it's a it's a nice step, and every single thing in this game is a nice. No net positive. You said net positive. Mm-hmm. I think this game's story is a net positive. Uh, but truthfully, I I actually think the story sucks i i do i think the story sucks and i think it is better than pontef and that's where it goes Mm -hmm. that's what it is okay well elaborate like what about it what about it does it suck what about it what about it does it suck okay i don't think that i don't think that's the right way to say it but like that's how it came out of my mouth so let's let's roll with it what about it sucks what about it sucks? Yes. Well, I, does anyone want to hear... Uh, did, Michael, did you enjoy mm-hmm. the story of Sonic Frontiers? Well, let me put it this way. I thought not a lot happened in it. Uh, I thought... I think the most I can say is that I did not dislike it the least bit. I thought... I guess slap a big old it was okay on it. Here, here Here's the thing about it. Not a lot happens in it. It's that, and that very much is like Breath of the Wild, where Breath of the Wild starts with all the interesting stuff having happened already, and then you kind of have to piece all together what happened before he went to stasis. And this game's kind of like that too, where it's like, well, we got this big ancient evil final boss that the player's going to have to fight eventually, but we're not going to tell them anything about that, and we're going to drizzle in little clues about what's going to happen. And because the game is open structured, you can't have like as much of a linear progression to events as you could in like forces as forces yeah. uh, was pretty well structured in terms of like hitting narrative beats when it needs to and having the story take twists and turns. It wasn't great, but it was a competently structured story. Whereas this game is kind of like, well, I got to rescue my friends, so I'm going to run around this this thing and spend tokens on little cutscenes, some of which have interesting things to say and others that don't. I thought the idea of the ancients being chaoses was so bizarre and out of left field that I kind of liked it. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they were aliens was also kind of neat. It's not like this is the first time aliens have been in Sonic, so. I love um, seeing people's reactions to uh, like when, especially like when Eggman even brings it up where it's like, Oh yeah, you know, there's there's a connection between the ancients' DNA and Chaos's DNA. Like people freak out, and I, I like seeing that because I had a similar thing. I'm like, whoa, hang on. 
It's neat. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> I was gonna say that. It. I. Yeah. I think another thing about it is this shit with like, oh, here's an ancient society that had super advanced technology has been done so many goddamn times. Like Chozo, Forerunners, the Precursors. Like we've seen yeah. this before. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a terrible thing in itself it's just like not a lot happens in the story when you really stop and think about it like sonic and sage don't like each other because sage is fiercely loyal to her creator or father figure and then eventually she realizes that the only way to save her father figure is to team up with his enemy and then they fight the thing and then the story's over and then all of his friends come out they try to have like a bottom of the second act moment where sonic cyber corruption paralyzes him but then they get him mm-hmm. out of it by doing something that i don't understand like they held hands it, and they believed oh my god this which is feels very sonic oh 06 <laughs> yeah well i think it would feel very sonic 06 if they uh did anything yeah that's the thing i was thinking is like it is very similar to end of the world but in end of the world you like went and gathered the chaos emeralds to bring him back to life it's like here they kind of like sonic immediately he more or less dies sage says he's trapped in between dimensions or something but he's like essentially dead for all intents and purposes and tails knuckles and amy are kind of like okay we got this and they do like a sonic (laughs) heroes pose and they like vanish we we know Uh, how to solve this it's like the moment from Forces <laughs> like, when he escapes well, Null Space. What was the point of building this up? They got the power of waking and they helped Sonic out. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, you gotta understand, the more I talk, or the more we talk about this, the more I realize that, yes, this is my Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 3 is my Sly 4. Well, I'm just glad that you know oh. how I feel now. I feel dirty. So there you go. <laughs> I, hmm, does, does anyone else have- I, I will say... I am proud to say that, hands down, this is the best Sonic story that we had in in a decade. There's a big ol' asterisk there, because, uh, look at the stories that we got in the previous games, it ain't saying much, so, uh... <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I feel like that's my thoughts on Sonic Frontiers summed up, is that, like, while, yes, I can concur, this is the best blank we've had since blank, <laughs> the competition is Sonic yeah. Lost World and Sonic Frontier <laughs> and Sonic Forces and Team Sonic Racing and Colors Ultimate and Sonic Origins and Rise of Lyric and Shattered Crystal and Fire and Ice. So it's just like, not saying that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say... this. I think this is the Sonic <laughs> game of all time, personally. I enjoyed so. the story. Um... I liked how it was a lot slower paced. I liked how there were a lot of optional cutscenes. I mean, the way how they present the the story, the cutscenes in this game are terrible. But like, I I like the character exchanges. I like how you know you don't even have to see all of them. And I think a lot of the characters feel like themselves. I like what they did with Knuckles. Um, I kind of like how they address the fact that like Tails is inconsistent. So it's like, okay, yeah, that. You know, thank you for pointing that, that out. Felt like I but appreciate I that they made mention of that, but it also mm-hmm. felt like one of those things where it felt like lampshading a plot hole. Well, it was more like, like I, I kind of took it as it. I kind of took it as like okay, so you know the problem, 
y'all can fix it. Y'all can do something about it. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't think there's like, you're not wrong in the sense where there's not a lot that happens, but like, I enjoyed learning about the origins of the Chaos Emeralds and I enjoyed learning about like the ancients and everything. You know, there was a little mystery here. You know, that was the whole thing that they were hyping up. I was like, oh yeah, the tone of this game is mysterious. Hmm. Not mm. to say that I necessarily think it was handled the best. I enjoyed the ride while it lasted, if that makes any sense. I cared enough about the characters to where I wanted to see them get to where they needed to be. I was upset when Sage sacrificed herself. I was glad that Eggman brought her back. Like, the game did its job in that sense. Like, it could have been a hell of a lot better, but I think what we were given, it was pretty good. And I, or at the very least, I was happy with it. Can we agree that Ian Flynn should stay on? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, 100%. So. Yes, please. I think he just needs to tone down with the Family Guy cutaway gags, but like, aside from that, yes, please keep him on board. I definitely All want right, Ian. Tube. What negative right. thing do you want to say right, now? Here we go. All right. I definitely think Ian Flynn should stay aboard. Uh, and I honestly, anything that I'm about to say about the story could or could not be his fault. So I don't really, I don't really care who, you know, did, did whatever. I, I think that Ian Flynn is clearly a fan and clearly knows his shit. So he should stay aboard. I can't really think of anyone more qualified, but <laughs> Ken <I>, Penders. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get into that. But, uh, uh, I think that some changes need to happen even beyond the family guy cutaways. Uh, I do not think this story is good and a lot of it feels like it's, you know, cause it's rushed or cause they cut crucial pieces that probably were there. Maybe I think, but then part of it also just is exactly how they are writing it mm. um, on a guided level that I think is is misguided in a way. All right. So here we go. So game starts. Well, obviously I think that the opening cutscene is balls. Cause it's literally like, Hey, there's an Island. Let's go to the, island. and it look, they fly over a blue, nothing space. And it looks really ugly, but then, you know, title drop, <laughs> title drop and Eggman, <laughs> you know, goes through his like SFM forest and puts <laughs> Sage in the, the the omens forest. In the thing. And you know, that's how the game starts. And I'm like, okay, this is a bad first impression. But I kept playing the game. And I and Sonic and Amy were were walking about Kronos Island and I actually thought, there's some cool shit here. Like a Coco literally dies in front of you in front of you know dimitri's reaction was the funniest shit oh, i didn't see it um but it, it dies right in front of you and you see a flashback to these lovers reuniting just before they die too and those are apparently the coco now i guess and i'm like oh wow this is like night and day to lost world and like now right so at this point, I'm, like, enjoying the story enough. You know, there's not jokes every five nanometers. Um, it's, and and I can clearly see that they're trying. And I can clearly see that they are, that the ancients are, are like, chaos creatures. So it's like, oh, they're not just referencing lore. They're actually going to add to it in a meaningful way. 
That's really cool. Also kind of felt like an apology for forces. Like, hey, sorry, Chaos didn't do shit. Here's a here's like a origin story for him. It's like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the game continues. And and there's this mystery aspect, but I notice something that I really don't like. Well, first of all, it's like, you know, Amy, Knuckles, and Tails are trapped in cyberspace, so they can't really do a whole lot. And really, I don't think that there's anything that could have been done about that. That's just the game they wanted to make on a higher up level. That's that's fine. But once again, it just means that they can't really do a whole lot other than talk. And Amy says, you know, in recollection of, of what happened here with the Coco, she's like, I want to spread my love to the world and not, you know, just to whatever, wherever I'm going now. They don't really like to explicitly mention her infatuation with sonic because they're clearly trying to go away from that which i don't really like because i think that just makes her a boring character who doesn't really have anything truly but that's neither here nor there so you know they, they say that amy says that i'm gonna go spread love to the world i don't know what that means because she doesn't she hasn't done uh, anything at all so i don't know what that exactly entails but she's gonna do that cool we move on to the next island and Sonic and Knuckles are broing out, and they're like actually rivals again, and it's really cool, actually. <laughs> and it it feels like really jarring, but in like a really awesome way. Like I can't believe it. I feel like I I haven't seen this in ages. And then they just keep doing it in every like cutscene they're in. They have to really layer it on thick that these two, all those rascals, they're they're rivals, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. And it's, this becomes like a recurring theme where it feels like the characters in this game are commentaries on, on the characters and how they have been or how they're meant to be, you know, they have to like really tell you that this is Knuckles, the guardian of the, of the master emerald. And well, yeah, they also even have like, there's this really great cutscene where Sonic and Knuckles are talking. And Sonic's like, live a little, you know, and it's kind of ruined by the game's animation. But still, it's I thought it was a really profound moment where Knuckles genuinely reflects on being alone. Sorry, what's that, Exo? Speaking of the cutscenes, and I have a feeling what you're referring to, the ones where they just stand and lip sync. I was half expecting Knuckles to bring up the fact that he's in the union and doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) Is that a Ratchet and Clank joke? Yes. Yeah, and there's it. this game called Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty, where one of the three locations in the entire game has this guy who will constantly reference the fact that he's in the union, so he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. And uh, well, frequently. And all of the <laughs> 90% of the cutscenes in Quest for Booty are just people standing and blankly expositing to camera. And that was most of the. Most of the non-story progressing cutscenes in Frontiers looked like that. But I even think the story progressing ones look gross and they and the characters just are so stiff and don't animate in a way that makes them remotely likable or believable. It's just Well, let me ask you one question. Because I agree with you. Yes. Um would you prefer what we got in this game or the thought the speech bubbles from forces um well and i mean i feel like the equivalent there would be the 
idle cutscenes where they stand there and do nothing. Yes. So which which is worse? So well, this this quite apparently looks worse. It looks like Rise of Lyric shit, except even in Rise of Lyric, you know, their mouths will move, which sometimes they don't in this game in those cutscenes. So I guess I would actually take the Kodak calls from Forces. Yes. If if I may anyway. be permitted to make a comparison. <clears throat> yes. Breath of the Wild was a well-regarded, well-received game that a lot of people like. But most of the interactions you have with NPCs in that game are just text boxes where people stand and play an idle looping animation. Yeah. So it's like even a game that actually had a real budget didn't bother to have complex animations or even voice acting for most of the NPC overworld interactions. It's well, like honestly, I expected that. Like I expected there to be cutscenes where the characters do just they're just they're just talking, you know, they're not really like not maybe not even cutscenes. I just expected you to be able to walk up to people like you can in Breath of the Wild. But these are like Hey Sage, can you tell me about the history of the ancients? Oh sure, let me do that for you, Sonic. Like, mm, you know, it's like a bit different than walking up to some NPC. They feel like these are like supposed to be the characters reflecting on shit. I guess it feels kind of like heart to hearts in Xenoblade, which in that sense is cool. But Xenoblade has a million main story cutscenes, some of which are are pretty well animated, but not all of them, of course. And I just. I don't think any story cutscene in this game is well animated, except for the one where you first fight Giganto. There's there's some cool shit going on there. Yeah. Well, here's an, here's know. another question. Sonic Colors and Generations have people standing around uh -huh. and waving their arms around with whip sound effects like it's Johnny Test. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one else here, so I must be talking to you. And it's like... Whoo, whoo. <laughs> just like Johnny Test. Would you prefer yeah. that or what was in this game? I think Lost World had better cutscene animation than Forces and Frontiers for the most part. Yes. So I guess yes. I guess the answer is that yes, I would prefer that because in Frontiers, I, I like that they slow things down, but the animation the subtlety in the animation is not there for it to be, you know, this, this, this really, really, really special moment. Like it could be sometimes there's a moment where, oh yeah, it's, it's the moment where Amy's like sitting in the flower field and is like, oh, I want to spread my wings. And this just doesn't fucking work. Cause I'm looking at the forces models and their eyelids are down cause they forgot that they have eyebrows, you know? And it, I don't know, you know, so it's like, I mean, those aren't great either, the the prior games, but I feel like in this game, the animation is like, like there's that cutscene where you're supersonic and you're coming down and Amy comes waddling over like a penguin. <laughs> yeah. And she's like not even on the ground. And it's like, what is this? Or how they like ran out of budget or whatever when they got to Chaos Island. And so Sonic and Tails witness a, a JPEG flashback 
instead of a normal no, no, flashback. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. See, Jeff, this is where you don't understand. Is that like that the the reason why that was too like you know a two D image was because Chaos Island is a two D island. You know, it's it's being consistent. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, you thought I was being understand. serious for a second? <laughs> I was going to defend <laughs> that shit. No, Ryan, Ryan, I thought you were going to say that you directed the scene yourself. <laughs> so, there is presentation, just doesn't really work, IMO. But then again, I feel like the characters feel like commentaries, but the game doesn't actually improve on, on what's wrong. Actually, <clears throat> it tells you like, oh, well... Knuckles has been stranded on his island and is really alone and stuff. And and so in the future, next adventure, Knuckles is going to fix that and maybe live a little. Cool. Except Knuckles hasn't been guarding the Master Emerald in any of these games I since like actually have rivals too. I, I don't know. I have a question and I can't believe I never thought about this before. You know, we see the origins of the Chaos Emeralds in this game, like, you know, where they come from and everything. Where does the Master Emerald fit into all this? Yeah. They, they don't do say. actually explain it. Um, it's do in they? one what of the. Say? It's in, in the fourth island when you're climbing the towers. Uh, I want to say there's a scene with like an older Chaos, or I, I'm calling them Chaoses, but an older ancient. He's like the elder, yeah. and he's teaching the little kids about how the world works. And they mentioned that they came to Earth specifically following the signal from the Master Emerald. Okay. Um, and that I must have right, missed if that. If things go south with the end, their plan was we'll take the Chaos Emeralds to the other big one that drew us here. So that's explaining oh. how the the Emerald, the Chaos Emeralds, got to the Master Emerald Shrine on Angel Island, and potentially why Chaos was there. Gotcha. But where did the Master Emerald itself come from? Why was it on Earth and well, not the Chaos Emeralds? Is that something we necessarily needed to have explained for the story to work? No, but well, okay, I'll get, I'll get to that. Because that's another thing. So I felt really cool about, ooh, they're opening up this mystery about the ancients. I can't wait to learn more. Uh, what do we learn? They... They and the Chaos Emeralds come from space, and they were wiped out by the end. And yeah, that's that's it. They they don't really go much deeper than that. If they do, it's in egg memos, which say that I guess Chow are like ancients that were mutated by the Master Emerald. Maybe even though I don't know how that works, because Chaos is a mutated Chow by the Master Emerald. So they like reverse evolve the the cocoa, Hmm. the cocoa and the ancients. Are you still thinking about that cocoa, Amy? Are you still thinking about the cocoa, Amy? (laughs) The cocoa are said in, I don't remember if it's optional or if it, or if it's mandatory, but just this, this sage interaction sage is like, Oh, by the way, the cocoa are like, they were lucky charms or something to the ancients before, and I guess maybe they are the spirits of the ancients now. Cool. Like, that. that's it. I thought there was going to be like a, oh, we imprinted our data into the cocoa. Like, there's a reason that we're going around and grabbing the cocoa and shit, but they're, they're kind of just here. I thought, oh, like, 
y- you know, it's just the mystery that they're leading up to is nothing. It, it literally. Well, that's the thing about like, what is Zap? Yeah. What is that symbol? People on Twitter theorize that it means rebirth because Vakoko die and go into it. And when Sage appears on the computer in the post credits, that symbol appears. But the game didn't tell me that. Yeah, well, I wonder what that is supposed to even mean. Yeah. Or like, I, like, I guess for me, it's like, I'm all for like, I don't necessarily need everything to be explained in this game. Like, I don't really care that much. But like, I a lot of the time it feels kind of like, this is interesting, but some of this stuff feels a little like undercooked and not well explored. I think it feels, honestly, everything about this story to me feels like the most surface level. You did explain the origins of the Chaos Emeralds. You did do that. You, you did have a, a mystery. You did. Eggman does have a daughter, right? Eggman has a daughter. That is a thing. There, there, there is a humanizing element there, but there is no exploration of that idea. Yeah, for me, the only, the closest it gets for me is that I was like, okay, how does the game utilize this in its narrative? And I'm like, the closest it gets for me is the idea that Sonic and his friends use these Chaos Emeralds, which were relics of the ancients, which according to, I think, a few, there was like a conversation where Knuckles was talking about how these emerald shrines were like power sources in a way that like used the emerald's power paired with the information that they had like farms and shit. And they like clearly had a lot of respect for nature because I think Amy was talking about how like enforces um, the lands that Eggman ravaged were like looked the same or something like mm-hmm. that um so there's like basically there are implications that this these were like a peace loving race that were wiped out by the end um and that they were not able to it it, it is <laughs> it kind of sucks this sounds really similar to breath of the wild but it, it, it's like uh the ancients were not able to finish this task they were only able to imprison the end And I think it's kind of cool that in the future, these relics were adopted by people who share the same values as the ancients, but are able to harness the power in a unique way and finally get rid of the end for good. Mm -hmm. And there's like a similar like dichotomy of like nature versus big robots because they make all these giant robots to fight the end. But then that like kind of mirrors the how the series itself started with the environmentalism theming. So I think that's like the most I can pull out of it all that I think, because I'm much more concerned with how the lore and stuff is able to service the narrative that they're telling. And that's probably the deepest that ever goes for me because the rest like Sage and Eggman's relationship um, just feels a little undercooked. And I didn't really buy into it you know the cutscene where they are supposed to build that relationship foundation <laughs> is like they flash back to two or three cutscenes of Eggman and Sage standing in the exact same location in cyberspace where the things happening in those cutscenes were them talking about how they're going to get out of cyberspace so it's I, I don't know I, it just was really 
it felt like there were things missing in most other aspects of this story. And I appreciated how Ian Flynn wrote the dialogue, but I just don't think it didn't outside of what I just observed, it felt a little undercooked and it wasn't, it didn't, I don't know what it was trying to do other than that. Well, I know what it was trying to do, but I don't know what it, that it really succeeded in doing any of that at the end of the day. And I believe truly in my heart of hearts, like, okay, so Amy, I didn't really understand. I also don't, there's an egg memo that needs to make it a point that Amy is not obsessed with Sonic anymore. She's grown since then, but it's like, I don't know why you're saying that if she's not. The last time Amy, like, fangirled over Sonic was, like, generations. You could say forces when she realizes he's, like, alive. And Sonic says, your concern is touching knuckles. But it's... So there's that for Amy. I just find that a very strange, like, arc that they're trying to put onto the character who's just been off in the background for, for years anyway. But then they do it for knuckles. Which, you know, is it's it results in cool moments, but it just feels like really layered on thick. And then I realize that this is what they're doing consciously when Tails comes up. I I'm sorry, I don't think it's cool at all that he's like, remember when I was a little bitch baby in forces? Well, <laughs> we're going to fix that now. We're, oh, we're gonna fix that. I'm I'm an inconsistent character. Uh, let, please, my favorite part put of that, that lamp is when it cut to screenshots of the actual games <laughs> of the Deadly Six. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like high subtlety. Hello, like yeah, okay. So Tails is just going to randomly, and I, I, I guess not randomly, it's presented by the Coco, but you feel like these, ugh, that's the thing, you feel like these scenarios are made to happen to to get the ball rolling where they want to. We need to have this conversation where Tails says, I'm gonna be a good character. I promise. And I've, I'm gonna grow and, and be independent, which is a really strange thing, in my opinion, for him to just randomly talk about when this is an arc that he supposedly learned 20 years ago in our time anyway. Mm -hmm. And Sonic has to be, you know, it, it's cool that he's like treating him like a little bro, but it's, it's one of those things that I think would just be much better unsaid. Like you don't yes. need to rationalize that. We're going to fix, you know, the characterization now. You, you don't need to do that. If I may put it and a then, different way, it would be much uh -huh. better if they actually showed Tails taking initiative and well, we, standing up for yeah. himself. He held hands having him, with Amy and Knuckles. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> and, and that's like, what I thought it was actually leading up to in the game. And I thought this would have justified it. Oh, okay. They're going to get to the part where Sonic is cyber corrupted. And I, I, this is wishful thinking, but I truly thought that this is like the biggest, because everyone's saying on Twitter, this is so hype. And I thought, this must be the biggest surprise ever. I just went through that shitty fourth island, but they're going to join together. And then like for a level, I'm going to play as Tails and Knuckles and Amy and, and maybe even Eggman or Sage. And we're going to do shit. And they don't. 
but they keep saying how cool it is, how cool it is next time. They even say it in the, in the mid credits scene, they must, you know, re- make the audience remember, all right, Tails is going to go on his own adventure. All right. Amy's going to spread love because her character is love that, that sh- mm. yes, uh, Knuckles is going to maybe get off the island sometime, even though he's been off the fucking island. <laughs> That's not okay. You know, was there Although a mini game hear- in Sonic Generations where you have to where Amy drops hearts and you have to collect? Where she drops because for some hearts, reason when you, you said spread love, I thought of that. Wasn't that like Rouge? Rouge had yeah, the, that's Rouge had the heart bombs. The tit game. I don't remember. I don't remember frame. I I remember she has the peak of. You know what though? Um, to give a little bit of credit, I do think that. This game is a good jumping off point. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts for 3. Sonic fans. Like, if this is where they want to jump ship, I think this is actually a good place to go. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, the way how the game ends, it's like, okay, well, well, <laughs> mm, no, I, I'm not, there's no fucking mystery box bullshit, cliffhanger <laughs> bullshit nonsense, but, um, you know, like, this dichotomy <laughs> is so interesting to me. <laughs> and I say this because, like, you learn the origins of the Chaos Emeralds, for one. So it's like, okay, well, now I know what they do. Cool. But then also, like, the end of this game, it has the characters going their own way. You know? It's like, it, I, it kind of got the impression that, like, they're all going to, like, split off. You know? It, exactly. In the way how, like, my it, brain... Well, like in Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 3, <laughs> where, uh, where, where Kyrie <laughs> goes to sleep for, like, a year after that, after, after nothing happened with her... And she was useless? Yeah. Well, no, and yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, like all the characters. Exactly. Well, well, here's the thing. Is that, I'm not saying the thing? story was, was <laughs> uh, satisfying or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, hey, you know, this could be a... a but you just said it was nothing like KH2. shut up. I'm wildly inconsistent. I'm like Tails. But, you know, it's like the characters going their own way. It's like, well, you don't... You can close the book. It's like, you know, King, you were saying that, like, you know, you're not really invested in sonic after this it's like well yeah that's that's not necessarily saying like that's the point but like i i this would be a good place to like stop then you know it's like there's not like a weird cliffhanger ending you know there's just the characters kind of go off in their own way and then that's done it's over (laughs) just like the avatar at the end of forces Yeah, there's not a well, scene. Yeah, I was about to there's say, not a scene where, I was about to where say, I would Sonic say is like, "Oh yeah, guys, we're gonna go our own separate ways." Oh, by the way, I'm fading out of existence. Bye. Done like that. There's no. There's no black. Box. I mean, yeah. Shadow's not like. I hope you like long story, Sonic. Yeah, except Sage gets revived. Yeah, at Sage the end. gets revived at the end, and I would also argue that you could apply this to every Sonic game because we haven't had a cliffhanger yeah. since Heroes. Yeah, I wouldn't really classify sage coming back as like a cliffhanger though it's more just like oh don't worry she's okay well yeah but like you know i I don't know the game feels like a promise for more Mm -hmm. but in the and you could you know say that that's a net positive but if i don't enjoy what is currently happening i don't know how much of a positive that is i also so i don't like the commentary on on each of Sonic's friends, but I also don't like what they're doing with Sonic and Eggman themselves either, because Sonic is this good, 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 good guy, right? He's just so <laughs> nice and willing and and 
he he'll stop knuckles okay i mm, he'll stop knuckles from attacking sage because she could be a good guy i guess but just prior <laughs> when sage is there with, yeah she was trying to kill sonic with giganto who is most definitely lethal uh and in that very same cutscene where she tries to do that, she's like, okay, leave. And he's like, mm, no. And then he just goes and attacks Giganto and doesn't even listen to her anyway. And doesn't, like, try to talk to her. He just is like, sorry, I'm going to destroy this giant robot who is also a po- supposedly here for defense. So it seems, like, counterproductive. But the game, nonetheless, is, like, has this whole Sage and Sonic thing. And then there's the other problem with the story where it just feels like the same thing over and over and over and over again. Sage needs to constantly say, I do not approve of Sonic, but golly gee, is he such a good guy? Uh, The story needs to constantly tell you that the ancients were wiped out by a thing. Hmm. They 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 were wiped out by a thing. They just do this. And they even get to the final island and Sonic's like, I've been wondering what all these weapons are. Now I know they're because f- they got wiped out by a thing. Yeah, they were. It's I, I, I don't get it. There's like not even a dynamic between Sonic and Sage, just like how I don't think there's a dynamic between Sage and Eggman, which, you know, everyone, everyone's pointed out how they just there's there's not a lot of cutscenes there, but even. The cutscenes that they do have are just, they're, they're so boring. And Eggman, I mean, Eggman also is just really funny-ish in this game. He has to, like, note to self, don't tell anybody that I think that this tech is better than mine or whatever. It's this very, like, ironic, they, oh, they write in a reason. They literally do this. This is, like, something that is actually in the game. Where Sage tells Eggman... Why not work with Sonic? You did it before in the prior games. And they literally do this just so that he can say, yeah, well, I'm going to change my character now. I'm going to I'm going to change it so that I can be like Dr. Doofenshmirtz about it and and be all butthurt and do the whole welcome to the Eggman Empire thing. Even though before I would just team up with Sonic anyway, because I'll fucking survive. You know, it it feels like the game. I thought the answer he gave to that question was satisfactory or it was like, there was literally no other option in terms of like the arc and Neo metal of getting out of that situation. And I do, I do think honestly that him being trapped in cyberspace probably does qualify as one of those instances. But in terms of why don't I literally do this all the time? I thought him being too prideful and only doing it out of desperation makes sense. I mean, I think it makes sense, but, like, they have to just say it so, like, loud. Eggman has to tell Sage, all right, here's another thing. In SA2, I'm trying not to make this, like, SA2 so good, but this game's not. But in SA2, when Eggman fucking kills Sonic, he's like, farewell, Sonic, my admirable adversary. And it felt very cool and very earned, and it's like, oh, my God. In the end, he kind of respects him. Here he just just says that to Sage, like matter of fact, just to remind you that this this character, oh, he's he's not such a bad guy, you know. It's that's the whole Eggman motto of this game. 
just like how I feel like it's the whole Sonic motto of it. He's just very pure and he's very, he's there for his friends and he's so nice. But then, despite that, when Sage fucking dies, the first thing Sonic says, well, first thing he does is, is he smiles on his way down to Earth. But then the first thing he says is, that was fun. It was for Chinese, basically. <laughs> I understood that reference. Like, <laughs> what? And I, ju- I just think... As we take that AI there, slap it in that Titan there, and throw it at that giant moon there. Nothing exactly feels earned here. Eggman has this father-daughter relationship with Sage, but it fundamentally does not work because it relies on the idea that Eggman somehow made an AI into a girl. He never thought he could do that before. I mean, he like the 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 memos okay, treat well, it like he doesn't know what a on. child is. That, like, okay, what happened was he created Sage just to control. In an effort to control the machinery on the islands, because he said he yeah. likened them to a CPU, like it's their processor, and he wanted to control it for himself. So he created Sage specifically for that purpose. When she interacted with cyberspace and the systems inside of the islands, that's when she manifested a physical form. He did not intend yeah. for it to work that way. That was a surprise. Yeah, that's not the point. I don't think that's what Jeb was saying. Yeah. I think um, what was meant there was that in an audio log, Eggman suddenly starts talking about, like, why haven't I created something like this before? I think that's specifically the audio log he's talking about. Yeah, right well, and just, like, the, it's... I, it just feels really, like, forced. Like, Eggman could have a daughter, and this is something he realizes after his AI becomes that you know after merging with the ancient cyberspace knowledge or whatever which i don't know how that exactly works but we're not going to get a cutscene to show it and then he just he suddenly is like even okay if you take out the logs it comes clean out of nowhere eggman is just suddenly really proud of his of of her and and is really sad about her in the end even though you did not see that dynamic at all but then the logs it still doesn't really work because he's like when he sees that she could be a she he's like suddenly really concerned about whether about what her her preferences of like what would she prefer to be a little girl and would she prefer to be my daughter and this is like a really weird thing like you know it it doesn't it's in like an older like a comic or like an adventures of sonic the hedgehog episode Eggman would just think, I'll make a daughter or a, or a son robot, and they'll be my pride and joy, right? And just the idea of it, well, he didn't think about here, and now he is thinking about it because they happen to resemble a human now, is, like, just very bizarre. It kind of treats him as, like, this, I, I put the robot in the hole and, and a baby came <laughs> out. Who knew? <laughs> you know? And then I, I just, I don't know. Also, the fact that she refers to him that way affectionately, and he's just super on board with it. It does. It feels like there was no development at all. Like, and I don't really know what it actually adds to Eggman's character either, because the game does not 
bother to be like, maybe I could settle down and raise a family instead of taking over the world or or anything like or maybe I could use my daughter and, and we could go on a conquest spree and it'll be great and it'll be so fun. He he like says she told a joke one time, I think. And that's like neat, I guess, but like it raises the question of like, well, where did he did this never happen before? You know, uh, he actually has a log where this prompts him to be like, I never knew my cousin Maria. Right. And it just feels like this. They like ratcheted on this this piece of lore to that, you know. And it just doesn't really work because it works under the idea that Eggman just as as never like thought of these things before. And and I don't know, it just doesn't really it feels very forced. That's all I can really say about it. By the way, welcome okay. to the Ambrose well, cast. I'm Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to agree with you that as an idea, you know, Eggman you know, basically coming across found family and it changing him as an idea could have used more cutscenes to flesh that out to make it feel more earned emotionally. I don't mm. really understand what you're talking about regarding the because like the way I saw it is you're saying if Eggman wanted a child, why didn't he just build one before? Is that the gist of it? Well, not quite if he wanted it, but like. <clears throat> I like he'll have like logs of like I I can create life you know which of course I don't know it just it makes it feel like this really artificial and not serious thing despite the fact that it is supposed to be like a serious thing where like yeah after fifty years or however old he is he no he never once thought of this possibility remotely. Um, which I guess, you know, can be kind of believable in a way, but like, it doesn't feel like it came from like a natural place either is, you know, kind of, I guess where I stand on it. Like, um, I, I just, when he, for example, at the end of a game is like, you know, they, they have that final shot with Eggman. I always think of this. <laughs> They have that final shot where he where he like mourns her death and shit. And that would be really impactful if it were like she's been fighting to get his approval like the whole fucking game or or something like that. But the game makes it so clear, like almost instantly that Eggman is just this funny guy and he's he's very mean, but he's got a daughter. And so now he's a bit nicer and he's and he's, you know. That's the kind of story they're trying to tell, and that's why they have to have that scene where he's like, ah, fine, I'll work with you, Sonic, you know, even though we don't really have those before, and because we, we don't really need to, because he just is a man who gets down to business before. I feel like that's not here. I feel like it's like, it's not even fun. It just feels like they randomly put a thing on the character, and it, it's there, you know? I don't know. Okay, there's, I, there's no real way for me to word it other than that. I am trying to hear you out. I'm not trying to just be an asshole or anything. Yeah, no um, problem. But it's like, I I really don't understand what you're getting at. Like, the way I read it was, 
Eggman was focused on his world domination plans and his rivalry with Sonic and trying to gain more power through various means, whether it be the Chaos Emeralds, the Master Emerald, the Phantom Ruby, whatever. And he happened upon a new one and by accident created something that he built a bond with. And it just never occurred to him that a family was something he even wanted until he had one. And that, right, you know, and, and in terms of what that adds to his character, like, I think it's the most they've ever done to humanize him as a person. Cause usually they either treat him as a joke or they play him totally straight as an evil guy. Like, I guess he sort of had a respect for his grandfather, but that was kind of the, the most depth they ever gave him as a person. Usually he was a mustache twirling villain, which was part of the charm. I like the idea that he actually shows some love and admiration for someone besides himself. And I like the idea that he was actually saddened by losing that and worked hard to recover that. Like, I, I think thought, that's the crux of it is that I also like that idea. Yeah. I don't, I just don't think it was executed particularly well in my opinion, but I agree that well, I like that I also idea. think the humanizing aspect would work if he, cause I think that this game still does treat him as a joke, but he's a joke with a heart, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't, I mean, just like I think Dr. Doofy the reason, yes, I feel like Gerald Robotnik working to kind of humanize him a bit worked really well because Eggman was a fucking diabolical mastermind in that game which I guess he doesn't have to be super like involved or cunning in this game but like the fact that the game just constantly has him make excuses and be kind of a child and that's what they focus on first I think the way I would put it is Eggman does not feel like a villain with a comic side, and he hasn't for a while. He feels like a comedic dimwit who just happens to be the villain, and that's still true here. But now he has a daughter, and that's meant to have depth, but it doesn't because we don't actually talk about the greater implications of what that means. It's just, oops, I created a baby. Hmm. End of story. And then you suddenly like he revives her at the end of a game and it's meant to be this big deal, but it seems kind of creepy that Eggman's just like, yes, my child you're here. Like, and it's not meant to be. I don't really see it you as know, creepy at all. It but. seems like really, well, not like not creepy like that, but just super intense emotion, you know, for, I, you know, I think it was just executed really, really Orly. <laughs> Did you it's, pronounce it's it really like egg on purpose? Eggs. Egg, yeah, I guess so. I, I just feel like it's just one of those things where, as this tends to be the case in a lot of the newer games, there's just not enough time and screen time devoted to certain things to make them land like they want to. Like, I, somebody sure. might have mentioned this before, but it's like the fact that, like, you know, with Eggman and Sage, it's like I got what they were trying to say pretty early on with the two or up. Uh, how Sage viewed Eggman, not him seeing her the same way. I got it pretty quick, but it's just like, you know, we only see them just kind of standing in cyberspace. He's like, get me out of cyberspace. Okay, can only <laughs> help, you can only do it by helping Sonic. Oh, well, I don't like that idea. So, end scene. And then we get the montage uh, <laughs> with the music. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is supposed to be something. 
Like they show the scene of her like destroying all the robots. I was like, was that supposed to be something? Like, was I supposed to feel a thing watching that? And he says, like, I'm proud of you. Like it, mm. like it just, it just doesn't feel something feels wrong with it. Even if it's just like I don't conceptually, I'm not an, uh, against it. It's just like, and and I didn't really listen to the egg memos until the very end of the game. So that's why I'm just like, okay, so that's the background context. It's just like that just needed way more scenes and also some some scenes with a lot more variety yeah. than the ones we got. That's, that's would have been interesting to see it. him in like, it's like he's in cyberspace, but like he's only at one part, you know, would have been interesting to see him in like yeah. the green hill or the chemical plant or, you know, different things like that. Well, he's just, just stuck in one place for the entire time. I guess what, like, what do I want other than more time? I guess I just want him to feel like he's actively doing things and that Sage has a purpose to him and that they're like, that he is trying to get out. It's really bizarre how they just form this relationship off him sitting there and her telling him things like, and that's why it's really confusing to me that he, he's like, I'm proud of you for this, but has he never felt that towards any of his robots ever? Is it, you know, like it, it just, it just feels forced. And I just don't think it feels it doesn't even feel like they're humanizing Eggman because I feel like they're humanizing an Eggman who is a non-presence. It, it, it's like supposed to mean something at the end where he's like, yeah, I, I got the last Chaos Emerald and Sonic because mm. you're stupid. But that was just the fucking norm before. That's like, why, why is this like some hoo-hoo, you know? Uh, I like the little thing where it's like, oh, he was too slow. I'm like, ah, you know, a little wit. It's a little moment. Yeah. Do we have anything else we want to discuss about the story, or is it time to wrap up? I, I'm i good. I, I mean, I've said my piece. Like, I don't think it's, like, amazing, but it's serviceable. It's better than what we've had in the past several, several years. So. It's okay. It's. That's, like, my view mm, on the whole game. <laughs> it's boring. It is the Sonic game of all time. That is what I believe. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, the Family Guy cutaways are, like, a serious problem, yeah. even in the story. Like, fucking, this waterfall reminds me of the Mystic Ruins, <laughs> as opposed to every other waterfall I've ever seen in the world. Yes. I don't know, I think they kind of remind me more of Palm Tree Panic, uh, but <laughs> maybe top three, Emerald Hill. I'm I'm sorry to, yeah, I just, mm. I, I just wanted to say that I guess, like, what it's trying to do, I see, but I honestly don't, as far as... Most of the characters I don't really even agree with anyway. It feels like they're not trying to do much at all other than tell you that Sonic stories are going to be good now and not proving any of that whatsoever. Other than they're, they're you know, very cool little moments, but I can't, I can only save it their moments. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my rant. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you got to get out of your system. I understand. <clears throat> well, that said, I do have final thoughts on this game before we wrap up this five-hour podcast. <sighs> Here I thought we were only going to go for two. Uh, it's Sonic, bro. Uh, you know, it's fine. Um, I said earlier that I loved this game. And, I mean, through most of this, this podcast, I've agreed with a great deal of the criticisms raised. And um, even if we seem to diverge mostly on the story and the the voice acting, but even then I can kind of see it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Sonic Frontiers is the type of game where 
everything you've heard about it, positive or negative or even neutral, it's all true. All of it. Where it is the type of game, and I compare it to Super Mario Sunshine for a reason. Super Mario Sunshine is a game where if you are the target audience and you can appreciate the lesser sung aspects of it, you will absolutely love it, as I do. What's the... You used this to describe Sonic Heroes before, where it's like it's more than the sum of its parts. Is that correct? Or somebody said that? Like, something to that effect. I know what you're trying to say. Where there are two ways you can look at games criticism. You can look at it from a CinemaSins perspective, where you pick apart everything that's wrong with it, and good is the absence of bad. Or you can look at it from what does this game make me feel and what what is the engagement I get out of it. And not to say that you guys are all doing the former. I'm sure you guys are very sincere and earnest about feeling that the game is mid or boring or okay. I, think I see that. I understand it. Where, where I am is while I was playing the open zone and running around and collecting memory tokens, I was just having a fantastic time. And it's like, Yes, I know that the story is kind of boring and not a lot of it, not a lot of value really happens until like the last hour. Yes, I know that the bosses are suck, suck and kind of they're either too hard or too easy because of the crappy balancing. Yes, I know that the cyberspace levels as boost type gameplay have some clear shortcomings compared to previous entry. Like I, I understand and see all of these flaws. But I could say the same thing about Super Mario Sunshine. The story in that game sucks. The bosses are repeated and most of them aren't very good. You know, a lot of there are sections in that game that are flat out terrible, like the Poison River, depending on how you put it. But I don't play Sunshine because I like those sections. I play it because I like the sandbox gameplay, searching for blue coins and trying to do everything fast. And that's kind of the same deal for Frontiers, where the appeal for me is the open zone and trying to figure out how to get through all the little platforming sections and collect all the trinkets. That's the fun of it for me. I would call the open zone stuff a 9 out of 10, and the overall game a 7 out of 10. But 90% of what I'm doing in the game is the open zone. Mm. And that, to me, comes out to a net positive. So, mm-hmm. that's where I stand on things. And I, I, I'm harsh on this game, too. Um, I mean, less so than others, but like... It's because, like, I want it to be the best it can be, you know? And it's like, sometimes, like, when you love something or you love someone, sometimes you just gotta be brutally honest because you know it could be better. You know? And there's no shame. Like, and so, like, this is specifically going out to, like, the angry little, like, fanboys who are like, Ah, Jim! Gee! You don't like the... It's like, sh- shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Like, yeah. like they're, I, I they're, ma- just, they're at the very just... least making an effort to, like, make it, you know, the best game that it could be you know or it's like they're, they're pointing out the problems because they want the series to be better you know yeah. i want to just say also that like the reason why the story actually i really just thought i wouldn't it'd just be like oh i want going into this game i thought it was just going to be a nothing story with some references and i guess that's kind of how it is but i also feel like there's more to it than that because i truly did in the first few hours like feel good things and i really thought this time that it was trying something and i guess it is but whatever that was is buried either under breath of a wild like mandates or just a lack of commitment for one reason or another Mm -hmm. 
And that's the same for the gameplay too, actually. It's just everything. I, I really did try. I even 100%ed the game, which is not something I would do if I truly just, I'm going to come here to hate on this piece of yeah. shit. No, you know, Jeff, I think that's, you wanted to hate this game. You wanted yeah, oh to see God. it fail because you like playing yeah. bad games. Truthfully, I'm going to say this, though. I would rather see it fail than see it be mid. I would, If I know that I'm not going to love the game, I guess I would rather it blow balls mm. so that we could go up. There's that. I feel like, for me, this game, I'm not even really hating Frontiers. It's just more like... I, I was saying it earlier, kind of as like a joke, the the idea that like I talk about this game like it's some piece of crap, but then when I, like I talk about what it was like playing it, I don't actually feel that way. And I feel like for me, Frontiers is a lot, uh, criticizing Frontiers is a lot more about like Sega and Sonic Team than it is about the game itself. Frontiers is okay, That's I true. guess. Like I don't hate it, but I mean, it's just like for me, like I'm just kind of over it. The whole thing is just, you know, the last 10 years of Sonic have just been very boring, very bland. And just like the last five years in particular was a real dust mm-hmm. bowl. So I'm just kind of feeling like, well, Frontiers was okay, I guess, but I just doesn't really inspire much confidence in me because, you know, I, I said it in my video, which is just well, Frontiers could be the next Sonic game. The next Sonic game could be an improvement upon the Frontiers Foundation, but I mean, Lost World was also a game we were told we were going to get like more stuff related to. Like, it never happened. You know, Mania, like, never got a sequel despite getting glowing reviews. And the list goes on. It's just like, so, yeah, I guess that was okay. Guess time will tell if it sticks. That's just kind of how I see Frontiers. Yeah, that's basically where I'm at. That's all right. I think what Exo said also is pretty good about good and bad all kind of applies to the game. All the things, like I believe that they're all true, mm-hmm. even the good things said here, but it is about what you make of it. And I guess it is more about the future, really. Sorry, I just wanted to add that. It's all Gucci. We love you, Jeb. All right. Well, that was a five-hour mega podcast on a game that I thought we would only need two hours to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to release this. One we'll big part. Out. One I'm big part. One big part. One big part. Well, we got to be careful because there are spoilers in here, and we don't. I wouldn't. I would be mad if I got spoiled. Well, we can I put a spoiler. Like anybody who gets to the spoiler, yeah, yeah, they'll I don't know. That's quite telegraphed. I, mean, I think we can put it like on the titles, like "Hey, spoilers" or even timestamps. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but anyways, folks, uh, if you actually watched all the way to the end of this thing, then thank you. Uh, we'd like to do more podcasts in the future. We kind of stopped because. Uh, well, there was difficulty finding the right topics, I guess, that all all four of us had wanted to talk about. Playthroughs are fun, too. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep up with those as well. I'd like to do a Glover playthrough on this channel at some <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> the best game of all time. Uh, but anyways, thank you all for watching, and um, thank you to our special guests, Mr. J and Mr. Jeb, uh, for joining us today. Uh, where can people find you? On my YouTube channel, J of J's Reviews. That's not actually the name of it, but that's just how I call myself, so I said that. You can find yep. me, Jeb Tube. Uh, my name is Jeb. Jeb Tube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Just whatever you do, don't look up Jeb Hub. Yeah. D- uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, no, th- this episode is going on Pornhub. I did forget that.
So yeah, that was like five and a half hours ago. So this was the last that I've ever. <laughs> hey, hey, this look, was the, the longest I've it, ever lasted. Just just so y'all know. So it it wasn't a four on yeah, one. Though. No, it was it was this pleasant well, surprise. Well, what, there without is some masturbating. Uh, no, you know what? Never mind. Just, just, just wrap up the pot. <laughs> I don't know what just you're talking about. Make, make like, make like a dick and wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It's like okay. it's a condom joke, man. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> okay, we gotta end this thing quick before it gets worse. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I need yeah, a good night, San I need Francisco. Eat, I could eat a fucking horse. Please check out our YouTube channel for playthroughs of our favorite games and video versions of all our podcasts. This episode was edited by yours truly, Exoparadigm Gamer. Check out the links in the description to follow each of us on YouTube, Twitter, and more. Thank you all very much for watching our podcast, and we'll see you all next time.